theyeshiva.net. Okay, so let's continue. <clears throat> Welcome everybody. Second paragraph on Dafyud Ches Amud Aleph, page 35, on top it says, tell this. This is where this comes into tell this. Till now was really Chayasara, Rivka going into the well and uh, filling her cot, her jug with water, and which is Parshas Vayera. But now we come back to the next, the next chapter in this story. The Torah tells the story, and Parshas told us how Yitzchak and Rivka went to live in Gerar, which was under the Philistine king, the Melech Plishtim, Avimelech, and Yitzchak claimed, as the Avais would always do, as the Pasuk says, that Rivka is his sister. Vayashkev Avimelech, Avimelech was looking through the window. That's the quote, that's the Lashon of the Torah. Literally, it means Yitzchak was laughing. At Galacht, he was jesting. He was jesting with Rivka, his wife. And the story continues, of course, that Avimelech calls in Yitzchak and says... Why did you deceive me? Why did you tell me that she's your sister when really she's your wife? So Rashi and the Mepharshim explain what's the taina because mitzachik is really a marshal. Mitzachik doesn't mean Avimelech saw that a husband and a wife are making jokes to each other. Mitzachik is a euphemism for a relationship. <clears throat> he saw through the window that they were behaving like a husband and a wife. And yet, the fact is that the Torah chooses, chooses to use the word mitzachik. And it's not like in Chumash, there's no other word to define relationships. It's pretty explicit throughout the whole Chumash, especially in the parashiyas of Achirei Mois in Kedoshim. But even earlier, when you speak about the wife of Petifar, Adam and Chav is called Vadam Yadez Chav. So you always have to know why this term is used. Obviously the term is used because it's connected here. Yitzchak Metzachik is So Yitzchak means laughter. He was born, and they named him Yitzchak. Tzchoyk Asalilikim. Even before that, there was a Vatitzchak Sara also connected to Yitzchak. And here, when they're married, the Torah describes their relationship as Metzachik, which means it's not just a euphemism in order to avoid any other explicit term. It represents that the type of connection Yitzchak had with Rivka had to do with Tzchak. It had to do with laughter. That was the type of relationship, and that's why their relationship is expressed in this word Metzachik. You'll have it again. For example, Paitifa's wife said that Paitifa brought Ish Ivri Litzachik, Vaita to laugh, which of course doesn't just mean to laugh, it means much more than that. That's why he was thrown into prison. So he says, Behine yeah. be Yitzchak Siv, How much Avimelech knew this Maim of Eisachnesh? This what Avimelech knew? And I'm not. Perhaps, maybe he saw a little more. Echnesh. I mean, the Pashtus, it's not so disconnected even Begashmi is because the way it's described in Halacha and in Minig Adam is there's an element of Metzachik, right? The Rambam says that a husband has to, a husband and a wife have to be put in the right mood. There's a conversation, there's an union of Tzchag, there's an union of Tainuk as a Hacham, as a preparation for intimacy. So it's not disconnected. Metzachik is the Hacham, the preparation. People to be happy and exalted and it doesn't necessarily mean jokes. But it means there's an atmosphere of of of, of simcha of menuchas anafish 
that is hachana, which al pi alocha, a person that's a person's responsibility, even even al pi alocha, a person's responsibility, and also say in order for it to be a meaningful union and not just an external experience. So pirush, what's the pshat? the the whole tzchoyk of Yitzchak, not just the person Yitzchak, the whole tzchoyk that we spoke about, of Avodas Habirurim, of the Neshama coming down Lamata and creating his chachos, as we discussed, the unpredictable, the unpredictable punchline that comes only because there's a concealment, because you have to work through that concealment. That whole tzchoyk and the Tainug Elia, the Tainug of Hashem, represented by the word Yitzchak, which La'asid Lavai is going to come out in its full glory, Yitzchak is in the future, Ozimal is but nonetheless, it's the process that sustains and fuels one's avoidas Hashem throughout their life and really throughout history. Yitzchak could only mitzachik es rifke ishtay. It doesn't only mean he jested with rifke. His mitzachik came through rifke ishtay. Mitzachik es rifke ishtay means he could be mitzachik literally means with rifke. That's what he means. His mitzachik can only happen through rifke, with rifke, via the medium of rifke. Because the real, the primary concept of transformation, which is a cute little puppy. And you have a Nefesh of Bahamas, which becomes a huge gorilla that you don't want to start up with. You have a Nefesh of Bahamas that's a lion, a tiger, and a cheetah. And you have a Nefesh of Bahamas that's a, that's a, you know, a little bird or a little cat. It's all Pchinus of Nefesh of Bahamas. You have a shir, you have a kesev, you have an ace. All the carbonists that's discussed in Vayikra are really metaphors for the type of animal soul. An ace is an action, and a shir is a nagach, he knows how to cook, how to gore, and a keves is, 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 is timid. It's out in Efesh Bahamas. One guy is a shepsila, and one guy is a tzig, and one guy is a shir nagach, and one guy is a shir hamuad, and one guy is a shir tam. I mean, you learn about Bakami, you're not just learning about a behemoth, you're learning about an inner... Uh, an inner, uh, an inner reality that a person deals with. And that's all coming from Shema Lekim. It comes from the concealment, because really there's connection everywhere. There's oneness everywhere. And this Avodah Sabirurim that we speak about, that a person should be able to distinguish within themselves what is coming from what, this is because of the marriage of the Nefesh HaLekis with the Nefesh HaBahamas. The godliness of a person which remains always divine, and the animal soul which essentially is also divine. It's only Kishemesh Mogen, Hashem Alekim, there's a Mogen, and that can create a sense of separateness of Yeshus as discussed. So Yitzchak Metzachek Esrif Ishtoi, just like the Tzchai can only happen through Alekim. So on the next level, within the person himself, the real Tzchai of Yitzchak can only happen through Rifke, as he's going to explain, because this Habche, Chashaychel comes through the interaction with the Nefesh Bahamas. So for Yitzchak to laugh, for Yitzchak to become Somebody who can laugh to achieve his name, it's only with Rifke. It's only with Rifke Isht. The Nefesh of Bahamas Sharsha, Mechayis Hamerkava, Pnei Shor The animal, every person has a divine soul and an animal soul. The Tanya and Perik Aleph brings from Rabchaim Vital, the Talmud of the Ariza, who has a sefer called Shari Kedusha, Rabchaim Vital, and Eitzchayim. And there he says the famous expression, they'll call Ish. Every single one of us operates on two levels of consciousness. We have two souls. When you say we have two souls, 
doesn't mean you have one soul in one closet, another soul in another closet. We operate on two levels of consciousness. One level of consciousness is an Efeshelikis, which is divine, but that can always be subconscious. You may never operate on it. It's there, but it's like we say subconscious. Or a person can operate on the, another level of consciousness, which is the animal soul. And ultimately, the two are married together. Everything is experienced together. And one ought to synthesize and work with these two nefashs. The nefesh of Bahamas itself, like everything in the world, is rooted in very deep kedusha. It comes from the chiyus, chayus hamerkavim, in the vision of Yecheskel Anavi, the after of Shavuos, period Aleph of Yecheskel. Yecheskel Anavi sees what's called Maisim Merkava, which literally means the work of the chariot, the Merkava of the Kisei Kavan, the wagon carrying Kavayachal, the Rebbeinu Shalom's throne. And the marshal that he uses is he saw the face of an ox, and he saw the face of a lion, and he saw the face of an eagle, and he saw the face of Adam. And then in the middle he saw Pnei Nesher, Pnei Adam. The Shorish of all birds is the Pnei Nesher. The shayrish of all behemoths is pnei shayr. The shayrish of all chayis, undomesticated animals, is pnei, uh, is pnei aria, the lion. The ox is a domesticated animal, the lion is an undomesticated animal. The shayrish of people is pnei adam. In a person himself, he says, the shayrish of the nefesh of Amis comes from the merkava, pnei shayr, which are also is the definition of malachim, we also call the merkava. That's why we say, srafim, chayos, chayos akaydish, aifanim, miraj gadam. Just like in the Merkava of Yechesk, somehow the chariot, the Merkava, the wagon, which represents these types of animals, has the Kayach to carry the throne. The Pasuk says, the animals, the holy animals. The Nefesh of Bahamas has the power to elevate the Nefesh of Bahamas. As a result of refining and working through the Nefesh HaBahamis, because its Shadish is so high, he assumes here knowledge of Kisvei Hariza. In Parshas Vayishlach it says, The kings of Edom precede the Malchus of Bnei Yisrael, which is a metaphor for, we learned it a few times, the Malachim of Tayu before Tikkun, that the Nefesh Bahamas in Shoirish comes but it went through a tremendous breakdown, a tremendous nefila into the animal consciousness. But when a person doesn't get nispal from the Nefesh Bahamas, on the contrary, they realize that the animal soul is looking for Birur, is looking for Tikkun, it wants to be elevated. The Nefesh Lakiz becomes elevated in the process. By encountering the animal soul, you become elevated in the process. Which this allows us to understand the concept of Rifka from Elashen Rifka is Shal Shalish Shalish Bakar, I shall Arba Arba. In Erevin, in Masechta Erevin, I think it's Daf Yitzai, in the beginning of Perik Sheni, the Gemara, the Mishnah discusses there what's called Pasin for the Be'eris. Oisin Pasin the Be'eris. The Mishnah speaks about the fact that people would be Euler Regal and people came with animals, animals needed to drink. So they had uh, cisterns, be'eris of Mayim, wells of water. The problem is those wells were Rishus Hayachim, because they're deep tent fachim. So to take water out from it on Shabbos would be carrying from a Rishus Hayachim into Rishus Haram. The animal is outside, the animal wants to drink. So the Chachamim were matir, oisim, pasim, 
to put some sticks around the Be'ev and quarantine it into a semi-Rishus Hayach, and they were much more lenient there, because it's a public domain, you can't just build a regular wall, it's uh, it's, it's, it's in public places. And Machloik is a Behuda and Meir, how large the space is, so the, one of the questions is, how large the space is, so one shit is, you can have Rifkais, Shal Shalish Shalish Bakar, or Rifkais Shal Arba Arba Bakar, it's two opinions in the Mishnah there. Rifkais are groups, peers, of Shalish Bakar, of three oxen, Three cows or bulls walking together. How much space is that? Or Arba Bakr would be a group of four oxen, would obviously be more space. That's the Machloikas then. But what's the word Rifka? So you see Rifka over there in the Mishnah. Rifka is basically when you peer together oxen, when you peer together bulls or cows together, walking together. That's called in Lashon Ashas, Reish Reish Kufhei. A rifka, a group of oxen paired together is called Rifka Shal Shalish Bakr, Rifka Shal Arba Bakr. So a Pashtos is just the Mishnah is talking about the space. But like every single Mishnah, it, 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 in Ganadin you learn an Alpipnimius Atayr, Alpinister. It's not so Pasha. And the Machlaikas, if it's Shalash or Arab, is also a Badir. Why couldn't they speak Amas or Tfachim? You could say how much space. That's what it means anyway. No, they speak about the way of understanding it is how much. So a Pashtos is because people were coming with animals. So it was a very good, it was a very good marshal. Today it's a little confusing because people, when we learn Masech and you don't bring all your bulls and cows into the Bismarck to figure out Masech The Mishnahs were written from real life. People, Oysen Basen Lebeirais wasn't written in Fantasia. By us, it's a Fantasia. You have to make pictures with diagrams and so forth. There was part of real life. It was part of, this was part of the Mahalach But the fact is that it's also Bediyuk. Even the Shir is Bediyuk. The Hapirushu Chibur Vikishur the synthesis, bringing together chibur, kitchen, not just have three behemoths in three places. That's the whole point. If they're not together, then you don't have the whole issue. It's about space. How much space you're allowed to have between one pillar and another pillar around those be'eris, around those cisterns of water. So that's called rifke. The concept begins in spirituality. The animals of the Merkavik Shein Klulim and Mesiachad and When they work together in unity, they can only carry the throne together. If one guy takes off, there's no noises. It's just like if you take off one of the wagons of, the, of one of the wheels of the Merkava, It's gonna. You take out a tire, one of the tires, the car can't function. The Merkava can't function. When the Merkava comes together, it becomes a group of either three. It's a diuk three, not stamp three or four. Chagas is chesed, gvura, teferis, working together. And then you have the third component, the Adam teferis. I'm sorry, you have the third one, Pnei Nesher. When you bring in the Pnei Adam, now you have a fourth element, and Malchus. That would be the Arba, the Arba Chayis, that the Machlokes have made of Yehuda connected to their names and connected to their personalities and connected to their Neshamas. What do you need in order? How much of the Dalit Behemoth is shalosh the minimum, or you can have even arba. That's where the Chazal say the Medrash says, "Avos heinein hamerkava." The Avos were the merkava. 
Obviously, it's a metaphor that the Avis could be compared to the Merkava. The chariot, the wagon on which the Shechina, the Kisei HaKavet, travels. So the literal interpretation, I mean literal, the Pashtas, when you say Avis and Merkava, just like a wagon, its entire function is to carry, to carry that which is in the wagon. Take a car, for example. You don't get into your car, and you tell the car, okay, you're traveling to Manhattan. The car says, no, we're going to Barter Park. If your car does that, then you need to... Sometimes the car says, we're not going anywhere. But then it's, a, it's not a functioning car. A functioning car, it doesn't have an agenda. You want to go to Miami? We're going to Miami. You want to travel to Los Angeles? We're going to Los Angeles. You want to go down the block? We'll go down the block. The definition of a car, it's not like you sit in the car and the car struggles. I want to go here and you want to go here and you get into a fight. I told you, if you have such a car, then either you need a tune-up or you need a mechanic or better a new car. It's time for an update. Huh? <laughs> yes. Unless they take over the car. The definition of a Merkava is that it sees itself as somebody to carry you. It doesn't have a separate, distinct agenda. Ha'avis heinein a Merkava. That's how they saw themselves. They saw themselves as a conduit for the divine. But the diuk is Merkava. Shein gibbled chines. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov is chesed, puri, teferis. It's like the three animals. And if you put in David, who ragla, reviyah, David is considered the fourth leg of the Merkava. David, melech, Yisrael, that's the concept of malchus. Yecheskel emphasizes each woman was connected to his sister, meaning, like we say also by the Yerias, the tapestries on top of the Mishkan, they were connected. There always has to be the integration. Only then can they carry the throne. It's only when you bring together the Midas, only then can you access the ultimate, ultimate source from a much deeper place where all the Midas come together. Those who remember the Maimah of Noyach about Akudim, Nikudim, and Vrudim, about Dari Haflaga, it all starts off with Akudim, where everything is one, like in the womb of the mother, and then there is the separateness, and whenever you go back to a place of unity, you're basically tracing back the energy to the original, original source where everything was really one before differentiation. That was the whole mind there about the Dari Haflog of the Nasalanu Shame. That's why he's referencing here in the parentheses. So there has to be the integration of the Midas. Till now we're talking the way with Maisimer Kavim. But the truth is, like everything, this is a reflection in Avoidus Hashem and how a person serves Hashem. Sheyesh Prinus is Kalalus Hamidus. Person integrates. This kalalus comes from the word klal. Klal is always you integrate things into a klal. You say this is a klal. A klal has a lot of pratim in it. But a klal, you say klal yisrael means what? All the pratim are inside the klal. So he says is When you have this kalalus amidus, means you go back to the klal. When a person can integrate their love. Can integrate their year, their awe, together with his to have compassion, to have empathy for your soul. An interesting expression, which its yirida is a pella, meaning it's a wondrous yirida. How how far, how deep down a person can end up in the abyss? Yardaployim, a wondrous yirida, meaning an astonishing yirida. The first thing you have to have empathy. You have to have compassion for that, not judgmentalism. But compassion, empathy. 
And this is what begins with the person themselves. Every conversation with somebody else, somebody pointed out, Reb Isaac begins with a conversation with yourself. So the conversation of Rachman begins with yourself, to have empathy, to have compassion for the person's own soul, Shayar deployed. Whenever these three come together, this is called a Rifka moment. What's that Rifka? Shalosh, Shalosh, Bakar. When the three oxen are paired together. The Midas of the Nefesh Abahamas, which begin with Chesed, Gvuri, and Tiferes, are Mizbare. They become refined. They become Baru, Nivra, from the shell, Klipas Naiga, which is the Kabbalistic term for the shell that eclipses the light, and they go up to connect with oneness with Hashem. The way the Torah describes the story, Eliezer standing by the well, and behold, and she makes the whole simon, the, the, the sign, what type of person he's looking for, Yitzchak. Vehinet says, even before he finishes speaking, before Eliezer finishes his whole drasha to himself, and his tefillah to Hashem, he should find a shidduch for Yitzchak. Vehinet Rivka Yotzas. Rivka goes out. Rivka comes out. Literally, it means Rivka came out of the city to the outskirts where they had the well. People used to come to draw, all the, it says, B'nai Sa'ir, all the girls used to come to draw water to bring back to their homes, to bring back to their stables, to their corrals, to their fields. So Vehinet Rivka Yotzas means Yotzah. Emerges. Emerges. Yeah, Rivka emerges, right. So he says, she yitzas. It's not just she emerges. Yoitzas miklipas noiga. She leaves the realm of klipas noiga of the shells that eclipse. And chayshich is transformed into light. Ulepamim he shall arba arba. And sometimes it's four, not three. Beheskalalus midas malchus. When you introduce also the fourth element, which is malchus. Shahu in avoidus Hashem. This is primus bittul the kabbalas oil avoidus ever. Malchus represents what we call a pitl, the submission, accepting the yoke, the avoida of a servant, ki avoida v'hayireh in shnei mitzvahs. Because there's two mitzvahs, avoida Hashem and yireh Hashem. One is connected to Gvura, and one is connected to Malchus. Why do you need his kalus in the sense of Rivka, of coming together to do that emerging and break the klibas noga? Can't I take my midas chesed and try to break the elokim and try to break the, the darkness? Why does it be breaking and aligning depend on all the three midos or four midos coming together. Why is the birur so connected to the connection? Each one separate? Chesed work with chesed, work with Gura, work with Tiferes, work with Malchus. Why is the emphasis on Rifke, which as he said, Rifke doesn't just mean you're dealing with an axe, it means you're dealing with a few together, with the Hebrew, they're walking together. I think in English it's called peered, I think they call that, the English translation of Rifke probably is peered together. They walk together, they're, they're connected together. Chibur v'kishur. Why is that? Why is that so important? Why is that so relevant? Rivka means a group. Why is the a same group. root word? Pure. Ravak is, means a single. Mm-hmm. No, that's with a vav. Yeah. Ravak is a bachelor's with a vav. Rej vav vav kof. Yeah. That's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you got to come from the vav to the vase. I don't know if you the barurim. I thought to answer, to try to answer his question, I thought you needed to have all of them paired together, working together to by a synthesis. Right. So he's asking, what's the... So I'm saying that he's asking, why can't you do it individually? I'm saying I thought that the process from the kudim to the kudim to the 
Ruin is a process of deferis, of, of synthesis. So there's one, uh, there's, there's a few, a few different nakudas here. I'm just going to bring out one, one point. There's also other points. I'm emphasizing that because it's not the whole, not the ex exclusive explanation to answer your question why you need the scholars, but it's one important, one important nakuda. Hiskalulus, integration, synthesis, chibur, going from the prat to the cloud, is always the litmus test that you're going into the space of the divine. That's always the evan haboichem, that you're going into the space of the divine. V'ahavta l'recha kamoicha, ani Hashem. Lo yehei dovesha b'kdusha, pochois me'asara. What's wrong? I come myself to Shul. I want to say Baruchu and Kaddish and take out a Sefer Torah and say Chazor Sashatz and Allah Gutazach and what's been a Chashlech What happens when 10 people come together? If I'm worthless, so 10 of us are also worthless. 10 zeros don't make 10. Elamai, I'm not a zero. Yeah, I'm a one. So 10 of us make 10. So if 10 is Chashav, so one has to be because 10 is just basically one. What's the Havana here? That an Ada, you learn that from the Meraglam Grata, the whole minion you learn that from the Meraglam. We once again, we once spoke about the whole Yusoy that you have to say Kedusha and make a Kiddush Hashem. You learn from the Ada that uh, of the Meraglam. So this is the source of Nigla for the Balatanya's Kiddush about the Meraglam, that they were Neshama's Glorious Ma'oid. They didn't want to go into Israel because they wanted the remaining Anaidan. Uh, the Kedusha Arim said, "An Edom of Kest, an Edom of Kest." Yeah, right. The fear, the fear of going into Israel and be successful, and then Eretz uh, Achelus Yeshva. That's uh, Reb Shmuel Vital. That's that's another word. Yeah, it's Reb Shmuel Vital's word. Reb Chaim Vital's son. It's another word. He didn't want to lose Moshe. But but the Nakuda here is something happens, something magical in Yiddishkeit. Something magical happens with Chibur, with Eskalalus. And it's not just true with other people, it's also true with yourself. And the reason is Hashem Echad. Hashem Echad doesn't only mean there's one God, not two gods. Of course it means that too. Hashem Echad means, when we say Hashem, it's always synonymous with Echad. How do you know you're dealing with Hashem if there's Achtos, if there's unity? If there's already no unity, you have to be very, very careful and ask yourself if this is Hashem or not. It's similar the way to the Kamaisa that's brought in one of the earliest, I, mean, I saw the Sefer called Chut HaMashulosh. It's a very early ancient biography that was written about the Chsam Seifer in the 1800s yet. He passed away in 1839, 1840, the Chsam Seifer, Tof, Tof Reish, Tishrei. And this biography was written, I think, a few years later, a few decades later. I think it's called Chut HaMashulosh. I saw it years ago. So over there, the author, it was outside to Shayid, it was from the 1800s. He brings a story there. It's a half of the Kamaisa. The Maise is, it's also connected to these weeks, that B'Sha'as the Gon, B'Sha'as the Vilna Gon, Loyaleinu signed a Chedem against the Chesidim. It was a very, very heavy Chedem. Like really, really heavy. The ban against Chesidim. It wasn't just a ban not to talk to them. It was a very serious Chedem. And uh, so they needed signatures for, to, to have an impact. So the Vilna Gon himself was, uh, he was, 
he was obviously he was an extraordinary person, but they also got a lot of other Rabbonim, including many of his Talmidim, to sign. So whenever you see it, I saw once a copy of it, it's an interesting thing that a few of his biggest Talmidim didn't sign. Rukhaim Valajanin didn't sign, who was his biggest Talmud. And another one was Rebbe Fall Hamburger, the Torah of Kassil, also didn't sign. So the Chutam Meshulah brings a story there. That they went to Rebbe Chaim Valajanin, and they asked him to sign. And he refused to sign to ban, to ban the whole, uh, to ban the Chassidim. And it wasn't just banning them, you know, that'd be their Dalaramas, you know, that'd drink their wine, and much worse. So uh, they asked Rebbe Chaim Valajanin, why not? So he said he's, uh, he doesn't want to join this. He doesn't want to do it. So they told him, but your Rebbe signed it. He said, I know, but I'm not going to sign it. But you know from everybody that your Rebbe is a Malach Hashem Tzvakas. Your Rebbe is an angel of God. Because he writes that. There's a Pirush of the Vilna Gaon on a sefer called Sifra Ditzniyasa, which is a section of Zoyar. It's one of the most complicated sections of Zoyar. The Vilna Gaon has a long commentary on Sifra Ditzniyasa. And wrote the introduction to it. And that introduction... It's unbelievable how he describes his Rebbe the Vilna Gaon. Extraordinary. Including the fact that he writes that his Rebbe the Vilna Gaon spent much more time learning Kabbalah than learning Nigla and Halacha. The father of all the Litvisha Yeshivas and all the Litvisha Ma'alchim spent more time learning Nistu than learning, than learning Nigla. That's what Chaim Olajna says. But it's an unbelievable Akdama about him. So that he's a Malach Hashem Tzvakas. He describes experience, who he was, and how he learned, and his Asmada, and Gil Elio. And he says, your Rebbe sign is a Malach Hashem Tzvakas. The Gemara says in Chagige, that if your Rav is doing a Malach Hashem Tzvakas, you should learn from him. And if not, not. And he's a Malach Hashem, and he signed, how could you not sign? So the Chut HaMeshul says, Chaim and he said that by the Akedah, it says, by he achir advarim ha'ele, v'ha'eloikim nisa savram. Who is Vayomer Hashem? Elikim. Elikim came to Avram and said, Avram, he says, I'm here. Please take your son and bring him as an offering, as a carbonyl on one of the mountains. As we all know the story, we say it every morning and we just read it in Vayera. Avram does that. And he ties up Yitzchak. Mimala eats him on the wood. He takes the sword to slaughter. Malach Hashem in Hashemayim. A Malach calls out an angel. Vayoyim Avram Avram Vayoymer. He neini again he neini. Vayoyim al tishlachiot chalamar v'al tas loy mohuma. Don't lay your finger on the lad and don't do anything to him. Kiatu yadachir likimata. Asher chayim echvastein. Who sent him to do that keda? Elikim. Who stopped him from doing the Akedah? Amalach. Where did the Rebbeinu Shalom go in between? You send him to go slaughter your son, and then you leave. Three days later, where did he go? He went to Hawaii? He went to Muncie? Where, where did Hashem go? It should have been by Yikre Elov, Elikim, or Hashem and Hashemayim. And he said, Al Tishlachat Cholamar. So he says, the answer is as follows. I have to say it in Yiddish, and then I'll translate. He said, if the Rebbeinu wants to tell you, don't touch a Jewish child, don't slaughter, a Malach is enough. 
said to the Malach, Malach says, don't touch him, I'm good to go. If he wants me to shecht a Yiddishkin, if he wants me to slaughter a Jew, he can't send a Malach. He has to come himself. He says, my Rebbe is a Malach Hashem Tzvokas. But you want me here to shecht Yidin. That I can't do. I need a head from Hashem himself. I need a head from Hashem. So he said, and he wouldn't sign. Now it's a haflu de kamaisa, a haflu de kavort. But the truth is that this exists on every level, even in much more edelayifana. That when a person is in a place of the divine, the more closer talakim, there's always unity. The more distant, when there's fragmentation, you always have to ask yourself. Sometimes Hashem tells you to do that kaida. But you have to be very, very careful here because in the world of fragmentation there's less of the divine. It's, it's more separate. And the reason is Hashem equals Hashem Echad. Hashem equals Achtos. Meaning, how do you know something is Hashem? If everything comes together. Because He is the source of everything. If I have to amputate you from me, then it's not Hashem. Then there's other stuff. It's insecurity, it's fear, it's jealousy, it's uh, it's arrogance, it's narcissism, whatever it is. But it's already clippers coming in. Clippers, shells, darken the energy, and therefore for me to live, I have to get rid of you. The Rambam says in Hilchus Hanukkah, The whole Torah is here to create peace in the world. And he doesn't say this on the Aserah Sat, of and and He says it about lighting Hanukkah candles. What's that lighting Hanukkah going to do with peace in the Middle East, and peace in Afghanistan, and peace in Syria, and peace in Sudan, and peace in uh, wherever we are? What's the shaykhs? So it's but not only makom. It's not in Christmas. Call our turn in Allah's shalom because Hashem equals echad. If it's a space of Hashem, it's a place of echad. Somebody will say, "There's a certain part of my body I don't like." I don't like. We're amputating. Only if there's such a chas v'shalom, such an illness or a disease where it's, it's not connected anymore. In the healthy brain, if somebody says, my brain likes the whole body, but there's one tovas macht me and my brain decided, that's it, arois. You're not a brain. <laughs> if you're a brain, if you're a brain, Everything is part of it. The whole organism is part of it. Unless chas v'shalom, this taka serious period. But Mela, whenever you come to the space of the divine, there's always integration, always unity. But we know that's challenging. To bring everything together is challenging. It's the concept of shalom bias. It's not easy. How do you know? Why can the shechina dwell in your house if you're fighting with your wife? <laughs> A guy once told me, I fight with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I said, yeah, but do groups the shechina. What you call the shechina, I'm not sure it's the shechina. Shechina is shruya. They say, Shlomo Zalman Ayabach was coming home from yeshiva, so he straightened out his, uh, his kapota. And they said, now everyone usually is straightened out the, when you leave the house, not when you come to the house. He says, my mirror is not shalom bayis. The shechina roots. When I come home, I know the shechin is in the house. So I have to straighten myself up. When I leave the house, basically, I'm going. But when I come in the house, the shechin is there. What's the Havana? 
Davana is, in the presence of the divine, nothing gets amputated. Because Hashem equals Echad. It's not just with other people, it's within yourself as well. And here we come back to yourself. A person is multifaceted, multilayered. We have a lot going on in us. Avaidus Hashem means that ultimately everything could come together. Everything has a space. Everything could be integrated. There's nothing that's hopeless. There's no part that you say here there's complete darkness. Here there's absolute darkness. And you have to cut off a certain part of yourself. Practically what this means, one example for it is sometimes people experience certain feelings or certain emotions or certain voices or certain drives that are so disturbing, that are so challenging, and their only way of dealing with it is by amputating that part of themselves, meaning making believe it doesn't exist, repressing it, crushing it, burying it, because it's too disturbing, it's too, it's too despairing. Looking at it is too difficult, it's too painful. So therefore you have only one option. And the option is make believe it does not exist. In other words, try to amputate it. It does exist, but in your mind it doesn't exist. But in Avaidus Hashem, that's not the derech. The derech is always rifka. Chibur v'hiskalalos. This is part of it. You don't have to deny any part of you in order to be able to become the person you're supposed to become. It's the opposite. When I have to deny a certain part of me, that part is not going to disappear. It's just going to creep up <coughs> through other directions that are not conscious. In other words, if I cannot make space for it, it's going to make space for itself in places where I don't want it to make space for. It's going to creep in and it's going to poison a lot of other things because I'm not letting it be. You're typhus what I'm saying? Since I don't let it be, but it is. So it's going to crawl underground and it's going to pop up here, pop up there, but not in a way that I'm even going to know. And it starts poisoning all the waters with its agendas, with its issues. So I thought I got rid of it. Not only did I not get rid of it, the Kotzke Rebbe once said, You break an addiction, you break a craving, you get two of them. What do you mean? You're going with the whole avoid of Hashem? It's such a brech and time. What do you mean? Kotzke Rebbe didn't know that brech and amida. No, no, no. There's two types of brech. One is with hiskalalos and one is with amputation. Real tzabrech is not tzabrech. It's giving it its space. By giving it its space, it doesn't have to go into your space. <laughs> By giving it its space, this is part of my journey. This is part of my life. This is part of my rifka. It has space. A person sometimes has crazy, crazy stuff going on. Okay. Feel rachman, have compassion. Why do you need compassion if there's nothing going on? Yeah, the soul comes down into some people go to very dark places. Compassion, have compassion, have empathy. When you do that, paradoxically, you don't become a victim to it. You don't have to worship it. You give it its space. No part has to be amputated. By not doing that, by trying to amputate it, actually you become a victim of it. Because you didn't give it its space, it takes over. And not giving it space, you amputated You didn't amputate it. Is, is that the example of Churchill with the black dog? <laughs> That's the example of Churchill with the black dog? I think it's a good example, yeah. I think it's a good example. With his depression. With his depression, yeah. 
It's true with depression. It's true with so many. It's true with so many other areas. We have to have compassion on ourselves. When you have compassion, you don't have to worship it. Somebody comes to you and talks to you about a very serious struggle they have. When you have compassion, it doesn't mean that you are endorsing every single type of behavior. It means you're having empathy for this particular experience, for this particular journey. And then you can actually choose. That's part of Avayda Sabirurim. That's how it could be Rifka Yoitzis. You can go out of it by having compassion for it. So I don't agree. I don't have to agree with it. Right. But I understand. You don't have to agree with it. You just have to see it for what it is. And on the contrary, then you can choose otherwise. But if you say, no, 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 I don't have this. I don't deal with it. It doesn't exist. What happens? Now suddenly it starts defining me. Creeps in here. Creeps in there. Poisons this relationship. Poisons that relationship. Suddenly I'm angry. I don't know why am I so angry. You say something and I freak out. Because that's coming out. I never gave space for it. There was no avodas haberurim. So one of the no avodas haberurim, the psoilus now suddenly is everywhere. <laughs> you can't boyer doesn't mean there's no psoilus. If there's no psoilus, you don't need boyer. Boyer means there's psoilus. This is psoilus. This is oichem. But what if I say by me there's no psoilus? There's no psoilus. What happens? The psoilus now has to hide in the good fruits. So now all the good fruits have psoilus. Because I can't acknowledge I have psoilus. The psoilus has to hide everywhere. And now whatever you're eating is poisoned by the psoilus. Because I don't have psoilus. Real godliness never has to amputate. It never has to cut off anything. Not cutting off anything doesn't mean it becomes Rabban Shokob It doesn't mean every emotion of the Afrasha Bahamas. But it means it has a space. This is part of my journey. It's part of my nefesh of Bahamas. Yeah, I have a very interesting animal. Yeah, go go study the jungle and you'll see there are very interesting animals out there. They do some funny things and they have some very, very interesting. Some are cute. Some are monstrous. Some are very, very aggressive. Some eat and some get eaten. And it's all part of the process. You have hammers and you have nails. Different types of different types. So therefore, the birur always begins with chibur, with eskalos. All birur always begins with unity, with integration, with 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 with, with, with appreciating that there is going to be diversity, with appreciating that there is conflict, with appreciating that one morning you wake up and you have passion. You want to learn, you want to daven, you want to serve God, you want to be a good person, you want to bring light into the world. And an hour and a half later, woo, right in the abyss. Why am I alive? Why am I married? Why there was I born? Why am I not a cat? Why am I not an elephant? And those are not good machshavas for you. Those are, the, those are the better days. I have a question. Only one? Yeah. So what about the teenager that they have Tavos and they don't have an outlet? Okay, good question. What about the teenager? By the way, this also applies to 30-year-olds or 40-year-olds. They also have some kind of... 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds, they do have an outlet they are married. Teenagers that they... Marriage is not an outlet for all Tavos, just for the record. It's not maybe a Tavos in the world. Marriage is beautiful, but it's not an outlet for every single taiva. Uh, this is a question about a teenager, but it's a question about all of life. 
Chibur doesn't mean that every taiva needs an outlet. Chibur means that every taiva needs acknowledgement. Space. Space. A certain form of respect. Empathy is a certain form of respect. Empathy doesn't mean, yeah? So somebody comes to me and say, I want to I wanna burn down the school where I grew up. I want to burn down. Yeah. I can have empathy for their experience and not tell them, go burn down the house. You shouldn't burn it down. That's a criminal act. And it's going to end you up in dark places and your life is going to be a success story. I told you once, a youth came to me. It's a sad story. And uh, he was uh, molested as a child for many years by a particular teacher. And he, he concealed it. It came out only recently. And when it came out, it came out like a tsunami. And the anger that he had to this person was incredible. But the person died already. This teacher died already. So he came to me one day in shul. And he said, I want a hetter. A hetter for what? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. He said, I want to go to his caver. And I want to... Uh, I want to go to the bathroom over there. I want to urinate on his grave as a, as a way of, of, of getting him back. Am I allowed to do that? Well, where can I find it in Shulchan Aruch? Open up a Cheshem Mishpat, a Yeridea, a Nevenez, a Yerachim. Where am I going to find this? Where am I going to find this? Achiezer, where are you going to find such truths? <laughs> so I said to him, I said, what do you think is what do you think is going on with him now? Unto the earth. He tells me he he's burning in hell. I said, why would you want to extinguish it? Shine, <laughs> <laughs> he was happy. <laughs> And there was a healing for him. Do I understand? Of course I understand. Can I have empathy? Of course. I once heard from the Rebbe, he said once, that he heard from his father-in-law, heard from the Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab. The Gemara says, Call Misha Ein Baideya Asalar Somebody was Hatnish Kandas, you know, I'd have compassion on him. Because he himself doesn't have compassion on himself. Hatnish Kandas. So he said that the Rebbe Rashab told his son, Giba Kuk Vasara Rachmanis Afazayid as Teira Alein Zakta Matanish Rachmanis Take a look what type of Rachmanis is on this Jew when Teira says Asara Rachmanis. That's the idea. Empathy, when he says Rachmanis, compassion. The uniqueness of empathy is I can just create space for the fact that there's toxicity in the world. There's mishugas in the world. There's pain in the world. It doesn't mean that every taiva is kodesh kadoshim. it's not. Some of them are freaking scary and immoral. And that's that's what a responsible person is. The definition of responsibility of das is boirer. Boirer means this is psoilus and this is oichel. So You're right. Chidush Rim says, "Why did the Kavod that says?" So the Mishnah says in Brachas, what's Bechol Nafshecha with your whole soul? What's with your whole soul? Not with half your soul. So the Mishnah says, Afilu Unoitelas Nafshecha. Bechol Nafshecha means 
so to speak, you, you're ready to give it up. Bechol, the whole soul. Even if he takes your soul. So he says, if that's Prat Bechol Nafshecha, go back. What's Bechol Levavcha? Afilahu Noitelis Levavcha. Even if he takes away your heart. You don't, have, you don't have any emotions. You wake up one day, you don't have any emotions. You don't have any feelings. You don't have any feelings for your family, so you're going to run away to New Zealand for 10 years? You don't have feelings to your wife, so you're getting, you're getting a divorce? You don't have feelings to your husband, for those who are watching. So you right away go forget. It doesn't work that way. You don't function like that. You don't live like that. But could you have? So do you have to amputate it? You don't have to amputate it. You can have empathy and compassion that these are my experiences. As a result, if you, if you want to start with psychoanalysis, you can do that for another 70 years with Hatzlocha. And sometimes you need a little bit of awareness in terms of source. But the point is, this is the process. This is the process. There's always an akuda of chibur. And the reason is, it's not stam psychology. Because in the source, everything is one. So therefore, how do we go back to the source when we can unite here? Wherever there's unity, you're going back to the shayrish of the whole Bria. Because in the shayrish, in Hashem, you had everything. In the womb of the mother... The entire fetus and all the siblings were there. Later they get split up, they become independent, and brothers don't talk to each other. But when the mother looks at all the brothers, what does she see? Why is it so painful sometimes for a mother or a father? They all remember them when they were one, two, three, four. They were playing and killing each other in the house. Now they're 20, 30, 40. So they got into a fight, they can't talk to each other. It doesn't make sense. We changed your pampers. You were little cute kids who would sleep, would take baths together and showers together and crawl into bed together and kill each other and love each other and kiss each other. Whenever you go back to the womb of existence, to Hashem, to the mother, to the Shechina, everything comes together. <coughs> everything comes together. In Achdus, you have a taste of the source. That's what he says. You go back to the Shorish Elyon Ma'oid, Rifke, that's what Rifke understood. Rifke Yoitzas, the way of going out always includes the way of, of synthesis, of unity. We're up to Tereer Teldus Yudches Amud Aleph, page 35, the bottom, close to the bottom of the first column. Papa should say Tereer Teldus Yudches, the first column, close to the bottom. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine lines from the bottom. V'zeo she Yitzchak metzachit v'srif you could just put your cell phones on vibrate, please, or on off or airplane mode, we would appreciate it. Thank you very much. After what has been explained earlier in this Mayimir of Mayim Rabbim, we can understand the deeper meaning of what the Pasuk says. That Avimelech saw Yitzchak as Metzachik as Rivka Ishtar. The Balatanya Taich that the Tzchoik of Yitzchak comes through Rivka Ishtar. It was Rivka that generated the sense of Tzchoik, of Tainug, of laughter, a certain delight and joy and ecstasy within Yitzchak. And for this, he had to explain what the concept of Rivka means, and even the name Rivka. From the Mishnah and Erevin and Yosav and Psachim, Rivka, when animals appeared together, which spiritually represents that the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal within the person, the various animals within the person appeared together, as we explained, 
that when the emotions, when the experiences of the animal soul are worked on, are refined, there's always a sense of hiskalulus, of his achdus, of unity, of balance. So now we can understand why Yitzchak is mitzachik through Rivka. The Hainu Shabchidis Yitzchak, Shuwa Tainuk, she is Galalasid Lavoy. Yitzchak, which represents the Tainuk, the laughter, the Geshmak, the pleasure that is going to be revealed. Yitzchak is Asid. Yitzchak, he will laugh. Lasid Lavoy has explained at length earlier. It's accessed through Rivka Kabbalah has four names of Hashem, known as Shem Ma and Shem Ban and Shem Sag and Shem Av. 45, 52, 63, 72. It has to do with different ways how you write out Yud Kei Vav There's different ways how you write out Yud Kei Vav in the Svartim of Kabbalah, it's explained you have four names. It's called Ma and Ban and Sag and Av because it ends up into different numbers, either 45 or uh, or 63 or 52 or 70 or 72. Ma is the gematria of Adam. 45 is Adam. Ban, 52, is the gematria of Behemah. Bez, He, Mem, He. So Mem, He is 45. Plus another seven, Bez and He, Behemah. So you have 52. In other words, there's the way the Shairish of the Behem is in Yudke Vavke, and the Shairish of the Adam is in Yudke Vavke. So when you write out, for example, Yud, Hey, Vav, and Hey, Yudke Vav, Hey, so you have Yud, is Yud, Vav, Dalad. So Yud is 10, Vav is 6, Dalad is 4, so you have 20. 10, 6, and 4 is 20. That's the Yud. Then you have Hey, the second letter of the name of Hashem. Again, we're not talking when you write it as a yud and a hey and then a vav and a, then it's 26. We're talking when you write it out fully. The milui, as it's called. Aleph, you can do an aleph like we usually do. You can do aleph. Aleph is aleph, lamed, fe, which of course would be a much larger number than one. Aleph, lamed, fe would be fe is 80 plus 30 is 110 plus one would be one, one, one. Which is actually also ones, but it's triple ones, 111. So when you write out Yud K Vav K fully, so the Yud, when you write it out, becomes 20. Hey Aleph becomes 6, so you have 26. Now you have Vav, Aleph, Vav, if you want to write it that way. So what do you have? You have 13, right? Vav and Vav is 6 and 6, 12 is 13. So we already have 20. Plus 6 is 26, plus 13, so 36, 37, 38, 39. And then you have another hey, hey Aleph is another 6, so what do you end up? You end up with 45, that's Shema. But you could spell the hey's and the vav's different. Hey Aleph, as I did, but you could do hey Yud, hey, hey Yud, also a spelling. Every type of spelling has a shirish, there's an energy there. Or hey, hey. The same as Vav. You could do Vav, 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 Aleph, Vav, Vav, Yud, Vav. And hence, the four shame is Ma, Ban, Saganav. 
And as a result of that, it's four types of energy that come into the world from Yudke Vavke. Generally, Maz Adam and Ban is Begematria Behema. So Rivka, what does Rivka mean? Peering the animals together represents the Biru, the elevation of the Behema. That's why he calls it Ban, Shame Ban. Coming together, in other words, uniting back into the source. The Hainuaide Biru Nefesh it's the nefesh Abraham is the way. It ascends to its source. The way it's elevated and sublimated. And then it's called Rivka. Why? Whenever something falls down, the lower it is, the more fragmented it is. The tree in the beginning, like by the lulav. What's the did by lulav? Nifritsu alav is a problem. Because as the lulav grows, the palm tree grows, in the beginning it's not enough in Mispardin. All the leaves are connected to the chut shedra. They're connected to the spine of the lulav. The longer you leave it on the tree and it dries up, the more scattered, 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 scattered the leaves become. Now there's a point where you can still tie them together, and then there's a point where you just can't, and the lulav becomes possible, and then it be- completely becomes detached. Everything comes from one source. So therefore, the higher you go to the source, the deeper you go to the core, always more oneness, less fragmentation. Enough in Mispardin means that in your consciousness you became more distant from the source. The closer I go into myself, there's place for everything. The closer you go to Hashem, in other words, the closer you go to the Pnimius, to the Shirish, to the root of the root of a tree, the, root, the same seed encapsulates everything in the tree. You have a huge tree, a splendid tall tree. <coughs> With a trunk, with stem, with bark, with branches, with leaves, with flowers, with fruits. Alts, but it's all in the seed. Microscopic seed, it's all there. In the shayrish. And then it gets developed. Now there's a time when it's still united. And then the more it get, it, it distances itself, so to speak, from the source. The more it becomes enough and misparted to the point that you could tear it off the tree. And nobody even knows that it's connected to this tree. You turn like the branch, you turn it into a table, you turn it into a stick, you turn it into a standard, you turn it into a into a into a wooden keli. You don't even see the mokr v'shayrish. It says that the Magad of Mizrich once saw a keli, and he said that this keli was created by somebody who was blind. He saw the koya chapoyel benifal. Somebody does something, your energy is there. Everybody's energy, what you say, what you do, your energy is there. But for that, you have to be able to see, to see the whole energy within the Caleb. So generally in life, the, the closer we go back to the source, the le- more unity, the less fragmentation. Because as we said, Hashem equals Echad. That's the Achdus of the Bria. Even within yourself, it becomes unified. So the Nefesh of Bahamas, when it's Mizbarah, when there's a Boyer, and one could bring it closer to its source. What's the name for it? Rifka. <laughs> the name for such a nefesh abamas is Rifka because it's paired together. As we said, all the characteristics are paired together. There's place for everything. There's room for everything. There's respect for everything. Kol from There's balance. So there's a place for Sholosh Bakr, for Arba Bakr, Chesed, Vura, Teferis, Malchus. That's Rifka. Birur is always represented in the word Rifke with the Ziskalalus. Because you're going back to the Klal. The word Ziskalalus from the word Klal, the collective, the oneness, from where all the protem, all the nuances, all the details emerge.
See the interesting thing in Halacha also in Brachas and Masechta Brachas, the Mishnah is Perik Zayin. The Gemara, the Mishnah begins Shloisha Shachlu Keechad Chayavin Lazamin. If three people eat a Suda together, so Chayavin Lazamin is a Chiyuv to do Zimun. You don't just bench individually; you do Zimun. What about if they're eating Dvarim Asurim? They're eating Treif. Okay, and then at some point they want to bench, but for bench, and yeah. <laughs> maybe they did chuva in between, whatever it is, they want to bench. So it's a shaila if you do zimun or not. So the Mishnah continues that if it's dvarim asurim, you don't do zimun. You don't do zimun. <laughs> huh? Oh, so that's the shaila. So some of the Rishonim explain, but say a beirich needs Hashem. What are you benching Hashem? For what? For rebelling against him? In other words, even bracha rishayna wouldn't work. The whole bracha shouldn't work. Forget zimun, even yourself. Derive it, other rishayna, tiny. No, that's not the word. You should make a bracha. The issue is zimun. It's a didn't zimun. You can't do zimun. Why? The zimun is the problem. What's the idea of zimun? The idea of zimun is that the three. Become one. One person benches. The classic zimun, today we don't do it because it's a little bit difficult. So the, they brought the paiskin, you have to be careful with it. But the classic zimun was only one person benching. And we joined into his benching. His benching was already my benching also, as long as I tuned into his benching, which is difficult, ADD. So mainly we, uh, we, uh, we bench ourselves and we do our own ADD during benching. He doesn't have to be guilty for my, uh, my issues. But the classic Zimun is the idea of one person benches. What creates the ability for three people to become one? Three people are not one. I have my ego, you have your ego. I protect me, you protect you. That's how it is. You look in the laws of the jungle. You protect your cubs. You don't protect other cubs. You eat other cubs because you got to eat. In other words, in nature, I am I. You are you, you fend for yourself, I fend for myself. We call this selfishness. Shali, shali, shalcha, shalcha. That's teva, that's an, that's an inherent part of how existence works. All evil, all corruption, all deceit, all narcissism, all theft, all conflict, all war is based on this. Somehow you are inferior to me. Why? Because you're not me. You're not me, you're not my family, you're not my tribe, you're not my country, you're not my religion, you're not my, my style, you're not my type, you're not my nusach, you're not my shita. Whatever, whatever, however you identify yourself by. Where does the Nikud of Zimun come? The Nikud of Zimun comes when you can go a step up and you can go back to the Shirish, to the root of humanity. Because the further you can go deep, ultimately you're going to find one Nikud. Like I said, with a family, you can have siblings, many, many siblings, and then grandchildren and great-grandchildren. They may not be speaking to each other, but if you go back to the Shirish, it's the Tipa. It's the father, it's the mother. It's one Metzius. So Mamela, the real Achdos, real unity comes. How do you know something is unified? How, I'm sorry, how can you create your Achdos in something? The more you lift it up back to the Shirish, where everything is so then even the way it comes out, in details and nuances, and it's supposed to come out that way. You don't want the tree to remain a seed. 
You want the tree to grow and become differentiated. You want a family to grow. You want children to have, you want a mishpacha to grow and expand. You want a kehillah to expand. You want humanity. Of course you could remain with Adam and Chav. And yet the Mishnah says, Hashem created only one person, Adam and Chav, to teach you. To teach you that nobody should say to any other person, right? My father, like we say, my father is stronger than, my tati is stronger than your tati. The Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, Hashem didn't want anybody should be able to say, I am superior to you, because ultimately we came from the Zalba Adam. So even in the Pratim, you have to be able to see the cloud. You have to see how the Pratim come out from the cloud. And when you can see the Pratim come out from the cloud, then you can always trace back the Pratim to the cloud. So here's the cloud. So here's the principle. Here's the cloud, I guess, pun intended. The more you could reveal the divinity, the elokus, the godliness in anything, the more differentiations, Pratim will become Ba'achtas. The further you go away from that, the more is Chalkus. The sign for Elokus is always Achtos, unity. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's the simon for it. Why is that the simon for it? Because it's essential. When you're connecting to the divine space, you see the commonality. You see the divinity. You see the oneness. You see everything has its purpose in the process. You don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to amputate everything. Everything has its purpose. Some things are used this way. Some things are used that way. Some things are not used. But that's the Nakuda that is less enough in the spider. And that's what Rifke is, the bitter of the Nefesh Bahamas. And when the Nefesh Bahamas is Eulah, automatically there's less fragmentation and there's room for everything. Must says there's room for everything, not room for everything that every type of emotion, every type of behavior has to be expressed and actualized. But it has its context. It has its purpose. Some things are there to test. Some things are there to challenge. Some things are there to make you aware. Some things are there to make you a better person. Some things are there for you to be able to say no also. That's also a tachlis. Oh, so the moment they're being over and rots in Hashem, so their consciousness now is distance. So they can't achieve the yin of achtos. The whole yin of achtos comes from the recognition of oneness. Because they're eating Dvarim So it affects the halachic ability to be able to be Megala to reveal the unity between them. So therefore you don't do Zimun. Huh? You have a Will I told you that's a that's why it's only Rivka who can go down into the well and fill up her barrel. Only Rivka can do this. It's only through the sublimation and the bittel, the relationship with Hashem of the animal soul. As you bring up, as you lift up the animal soul, you did the they could, you can now access something, which is as we said, from the Mayan, from the invisible wellsprings of Torah, she filled up the Kad, she extracted, she retrieved the Chavdalat Svarim, the 20 Svarim of Torah. That's what the Tikkun Ezoya says, that Kad is Chavdalat Svarim. What's the connection? The whole Torah is enclosed, it's manifested in, in physical matters and discussions. Come on. 
mitzvahs trumas or meisus, but semach v'zerar. All say the zroyim in mishnayos, and all of the poskim shaynim and achrayim and mishnayos and gemara and brachas and other yushalmi and etc. deals with one issue. Basically, the halach is connected to agriculture, that which grows from the ground, that which is planted in the ground, and all the halachas connected to trumas and meisus and meisirishna meisirsheni and bikurim and trumas meiser and pay and my leket etc. All this is issues where you're dealing with physicality of physical soil and all the intricacies and details. If you learn say the Zerayim and all the halachas, you know. Then you have mitzvahs karbonas of You go to the real issue of karbonas. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of mitzvahs connected to the base of It's all with animals. It's all dealing with balachayim. So either you're dealing with agriculture and balachayim. Call them mitzvahs. Dealing with Hilchas Tfilin or Hilchas Tzitzis or Hilchas Mezuzah, Hilchas Shabbos or Hilchas Erevin. You're always dealing with Inyan and Dashmut, either physical items or physical spaces. All the Hilchas Erevin is about space, about boundaries, about Rishuyas, about alleyways, about homes, about Chatseris, about cities, about strings, about sticks, about doors, about openings, about windows. You go to Hilchas Sukkah, the same thing. You're dealing with physical space, physical walls, physical roofs, physical growth. Again, Samach Vazarach. There's nothing not Tumah and Tarez is all the same is true with most of the mitzvahs of Torah, if not all of them, is Neslab Shabinyanam Gashvam, you're dealing with the material world. Every Indian, everything in Gashmias is taken from what's called in Kisri Harizal, what's called Klipas Naiga. I mean, the term comes from Yechesk. Klipas Naiga means a shell. Klipa is a shell, a husk. Naiga means there's a light in it, there's a shine in it. What does it mean it's from Klipas Naiga? And through the mitzvahs, the klippas naiga is mitzvah. Klippa is a shallow husk, which represents the fact that the physicality of anything eclipses. There's a shell, so to speak. When you have a shell of a ban- a shell of an orange or a banana peel, what is it? It doesn't allow you direct access to the fruit. You have to peel it to get to the fruit. It's really there to protect it. But the bottom line is you can't often see the fruit. If you have a walnut then it's not just, it, protect, it protects the fruit too. But to access it, a banana you peel, an orange you peel, comes to a walnut, an egg is, you got to take a hammer or a nutcracker because it's a, it's, a, it's a thick clipper. So there's different types of clippers. You have a clipper of a grape. A grape also has skin, but you could see the grape through the skin. You have a clip of an orange, also has a clipper. You can't see the orange through the skin, but you can peel it easily. And then you have a clipper like a walnut. Not only can't you see the nut, you can't even see the shape of the nut. In an orange, I could see the shape of the orange. I know exactly what it looks like. I just can't see the orange itself. And therefore, the same is with a banana. I see the shape and it's easy to peel. The banana lends itself. It almost invites you to peel it. The ego says, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight. Which, of course, it's made that way. In other words, the egg also wants you should be able to peel it. The fight is part of the process. You don't have to... I never saw somebody get a wet walnut and say, wow, wow, this is going to be a real, real mochama. Try a coconut. Coconut, yeah. Even better. Coconut is going to be a real war. Yeah, you're going to have to flex your muscles for a couple of days. So we invented our nutcrackers and our, our weapons in order to fight them. But of course, that's how they were created. The clipper is inviting you. Every, uh, if you're familiar with, with the world of botany, every fruit, it's a half of a fella, has a peel that suits exactly what that fruit needs in order to be protected before it's ripe, in order to be protected when it's ripe, 
And in order to maintain the integrity and continue and con- continuity of its seeds to procreate and, and, and reproduce, you'll have a peach, you'll eat a peach, and you'll see that the nut in the peach is very, the, 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 the inside the peach, there's the, the pit. And it's very, very hard to break. It's almost impossible. You're going to have to work very, very hard to break it. The pit inside the peach. Why is it? Why is that? And the answer for that is, because in the peat, in the peach, in the pit, that's where the seeds are contained. And the pe- peach is responsible to, to protect its children, to protect the seeds. What happens when people lived in olden days, not like we have garbage cans and everything, you would eat a peach and you would spit out the pit. And the pit would fall into the soil. And suddenly when it hits the earth, the earth somehow has it open up. No problem. You could fight with it, fight with it, but it's not going to open up. Suddenly it falls into the earth and the soil and the pit opens up and the seed gets planted automatically in a new generation. That's Pradhan Parshas Bereshis, Pache Aritz, Desha, Esav Mazriya Zera, Eitz Pri Oisapri Liminoi, Eitz Pri Oisapri, Mazriya Zera. Everything came with the capacity to reproduce. How did I get into this? Ah, Klippa. Klippa. So, so the clipper was created. The clipper was created in order to be able to maintain the integrity. But if somebody doesn't know that, they say, oh, this fruit doesn't want me to have access to it. That's it. I must be a horrible person. The walnut despises me. No. There's different clippers with different opportunities. What do you have to do with that clipper? The whole world, in a sense, is called Olam HaKlippus. Why? What's for, it means it's a world in which... Cover-ups. A world in which there are so many cover-ups. The greatest cover-up is the cover-up that you don't experience yourself right now as divine. That's the Shemesh, the first cover-up is Shemesh Umagain Hashem Alekim. That's the first. Of course, it goes lower and lower. It evolves and evolves. And evolves. Like you said, Alekim has so many sort of... But that's the first cover-up. The sense of detachment. Anofim Espardim. It's really all one. Everything is one. At this moment, the divine energy creates everything. But we don't just see Yudkevavke. We see it always through the prism of Elikim. And Elikim is Midas Hatsimtsum. Elikim, the Pardis writes, Elikim, Aleph Lamed. The Shem Elikim is 86, is Begamatria Hateva. The nature. Why is Elikim Begamatria Hateva? Havai is Hoya, Hoya, He was, he is, he will be. Elikim, 86 is Hateva. Somebody once came to me and he says, this just doesn't make sense. How does Aleph, Lamed, Kuf, Yud, Mem become 86? You forgot that Elikim you have to spell with a He, not with a Kuf. <laughs> but if you spell Elikim with a He, it's 86. Hateva, what's Teva? The Baal Shem Tev says, already brought in Shalz Tuvah's Chacham Tzvi, the definition of nature is miracles that happen too often. <laughs> That's the definition of nature. The Baal Shem Tov said, Nisim Tkufais. The definition of nature is the miracle is happening again and again and again. So you're like, okay, what's the big deal? Imagine the sun would rise once in our lifetime. You know, Bircha Sachama, once in 28 years, people get ready a whole year for Bircha Sachama. I ask you, Asher Yotza is Nishkem Brocha? Nobody makes big asifas. Okay, for Asher Yotza, you don't make big asifas. But every Brocha is a Brocha. But it's once in 28 years, so there's a chvivos. 
The sun would rise once in 28 years. Trust me, nobody would miss a sunrise. And yet, there are billions of people who miss the sunrise. It's not a miracle sunrise. You don't take it for granted. But the word, the, the teva is, there's a sense of indifference. There's an indifference. The bracha of Asher is basically celebrating the miracle of biology, the miracle of what your body does. People don't realize what the body does when we're sitting and 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 and, and schmoozing and doing our own stuff. And the body is 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 an incredible miracle every single moment with forty trillion cells. What's the definition of this union of teva? The word teva comes from the word tubu. The Baldatanya says tubu viyamsu. Tvia. What does it mean? Litvaya to drown, to sink. What is it? You become submerged. It sinks when something drowns. You don't see it anymore. Teva means Teva means that the koyach is drowned. That's a mivaldeketayish b'altan of Teva. Tubu that the divine, so to speak, it sinks. It gets submerged in the water, and you don't see it. Oh, there's nothing here. The Titanic, for a few moments above the water, was glorious. And then tragically, as it sinks in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, in April 1912, and a few seconds, a few minutes later, and then in the 1980s, they excavate it. They, 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 they go down to the bottom of the ocean and they find it. Anything that's Tuvu, it could be huge, massive, awesome. But you don't see it. The word Teva is the Pshat. It drowns, it eclipses, it covers up. It covers up the truth. That's the definition of klippa. In klippas itself, you have hamoyin. You have what's called sholosh klippas atmeyas. Shein ben toif klal in yecheskel. Ruach sora and angod leish mislakachas. And then yecheskel says klippas noigaloi sovin. There's a klippa, it's called an edelik klippa. There's a light that shines through. You can already see like a grape. You can already see what's inside, or even if you can't see mamish, but it's easier to peel. Things that have a b'chinah solish lipas is generally the Torah asses. All the mitzvahs, he says, advarim gashmim shenilkech meklipas noigah. Peris arla, you can't do anything with Peris arla, because it's called solish lipas atmeyas. Avaydezareh, inyonim asurim, yayinesach, these types of things. Why is it called asur? Asur, what's asur mutter? Mayas also means forbidden, muta means forbidden. It's not what it means. Also comes from the word Besa Asurim. Matir Asurim. What's Besa Asurim? Aturma, a prison. An Asir, Enchavish Matata, is somebody who's incarcerated, somebody who's imprisoned. Why is Asir called imprisoned? What does Mutter mean? Mutter means untied. Lahatir es Hakesha means to untie a knot. What's Pshat tied and untied? So most people would tie Asir means your hands are tied behind your back because you can't eat it. This is Asr. You say this is a Michael Asr. So I'm tied. That's not what he teaches. The Michael is tied. Meaning you're not in a position now where you can access its, its oneness. That's not your job. Michael Mutter means it's untied. You can access it. So all the mitzvahs transform Klippasnag into oneness. Person drinks a cup of coffee. Before the coffee, before they drink the Chazal made a mitzvah, mitzvah that Rabbana to make a bracha. What's the bracha? What did you just do? Shahakoil. Who's talking about shahakoil? But that's in coffee. Because that's the vart. The moment you get into malachoilam, it's not the coffee, it's shahakal. The whole world is one. Are you drinking a cup of water, a cup of oranges? What's left with shahakal? 
But in the world of oneness, it's shahakal niyabidvar. Everything came bidvar. So what do you just do? You will megala the alakus in the cup of coffee. And it's not just the cup. It's the styrofoam cup. It's the hot water. It's the chayning that produced the hot water. It's the electricity or the gas that produced the heat to be able to cook the water. It's the coffee beans that were ultimately harvested and ground and prepared in the coffee that you made this morning, including the field and the farmer and the fertilizer he used to produce the coffee beans. Shahakal niyabidvarek. So in this little cup of coffee, a whole shtickle of the veldt became rifke. It was nisal into the world of achtas. That's a hafludic idea. That's what he's. That's the nekuda. So the nekuda is, but by klipos. the job of the person is to revolutionize, to reveal the pnimius, to reveal the mohus, to bring it from the prat to the klal. That's the whole tachlis of mitzvahs. That's the whole union of mitzvahs, and that's why most of shas, most of it deals with dvarim gashma, but on its own, it's what you call klipas naiga, and then the halacha comes and gives the Jew the mechanism of how to elevate it, and that's why there's intricacies in halachas. How exactly do you elevate? How exactly do you reveal the klal in the sinyan? Whether it's tzeba ha'aretz, whether it's balachayim, and all the pratim of it. I'm the one who commands. That's the deeper pshat. Eliezer says, stands Who's anoichi? Literally, he meant ich. But anoichi is anoichi Hashem alakech. Anoichi is standing by the Einamayim. We said before, Einamayim is the Mayim. The Mayim that's deeper than the Nahar. That's the source of Torah. There's a Torah, the Mayim al Torah, the way it comes out in Ganadin, the way it comes out in Nahar is the Gili of Torah. There's the Mayan of Torah, the Torah, and it's Sherish. Anoichinit, the Hainu of Ginnis. Vatere, the Ain of Atamalikada, when Rivka goes down into the Mayim and she retrieves the Chavzalat Svarim, Nimshech Mamish Ginnis Anoichi. This, who, who does it access? It accesses the Anoichi Mitzavcha. The Ein Soiv Baruchu is accessed. Shu stima the kol stimin. That's the Rosh Hashanah. Stima the kol stimin. And Zoya says he's the secret beyond all secrets. Why does he say that? We explain what is the well, what is the spring? Subterranean. Invisible. And not easily accessible. That's the Mayan versus the river. The river which is always on the face of the earth, on the surface of the earth. Nahar from the word Nahar. Gilui. As the Gemara explains in the beginning of Psachim. So therefore, the Mayon, which is Vatered, you have to go down. Who goes down? Rifke. Rifke is the one who goes down into the Mayon, Vatamali Kado, and you access the Anoichi. The Anoichi is accessed, Al Ein HaMayon, by that Mayon. Who is the one? Who can access that the Oyrein Soif should come out in Gashmias of Klippas Neiga, which is the whole function of Torah, all the Chavdalat Svarim of Torah. The Dafkai, the Birur Nefesh Abamaschil, it's only Rifkin. It's the one who refines first their animal soul. Shegam came with Klippas Neiga. The Nefesh Abamas is the same thing, it's also divine. But it's defined by a Klippa. That's what turns it into an animal. The Nefesh Abamas is not bad. The Nefesh Abahamas, we have two souls. We have the Nefesh Alekis, we have the Nefesh Abahamas. What's the difference between them? The animal soul is like an animal. An animal is not bad. Some animals are very, very cute. 
People have animals as pets. They love their animals. It says in the Moed right that Kelev is a combination of two words. Kuloi Lev. Kuloi Lev. Altarts. Many of you grew up with a dog. Kuloi Lev. You don't have to raise your hand. It's fine. <laughs> but, as you know, there's a German Shepherd and there's a puppy. There's a trained dog and there's an untrained dog. There's a dog and there's a wolf. It could be the same family. There's a cat and there's a tiger. A cat, maybe you want to take it to the house. A tiger, I'd be careful with. But the point of the Nefesh of Bahamas is, every, it's a little cub, it's an animal. What does it give the person? The Nefesh of Bahamas is the voice that tells me what I need. It allows me to maintain and to pursue that which I need in life. It says in Tanya, the definition of Nefesh Bahamas is Nefesh HaBasar B'dami. It's basically the Nefesh that's Mechaya, the person. It's the biological force of the person, the electricity of the person, the physical life of the person. That's called the animal soul. But it's not just physical life. There's also consciousness. There's also needs, there's cravings, there's yearnings, there's intelligence. Animals have intelligence. There's deep emotions. But they're focused. What are they focused on? They're focused on, actually, I need to live. So I pursue that which I want to, I want to, I want to live, I want to exist, I want to feel good. I want to be happy, I want to be content. Now what happens to the Nefesh Bahamas, that's the journey of every person's life. And because of that, sometimes the Nefesh Bahamas can develop into a Yitzhahara. Etc. And every person has a different type of Nefesh Bahamas. But the Nefesh Bahamas Be'etzem is not evil. It's not bad. It's Klippas Noiga. Klippas Noiga means there's a shell that defines it. It doesn't experience that its deepest, truest self is its oneness with God. And therefore it looks for all types of comforts. And as it grows into a Nefesh Bahamas, some people's behemoths become very undomesticated. They become Chayis Royce. Sometimes the Nefesh Bahamas is a different type of Nefesh Bahamas. But the common denominator is it's focused on its own self-existence, self-preservation and self-gratification. That's why he says it's Nilkech Meklipas Noiga. When one has the courage to work with the Nefesh Bahamas, to work with their animal, which never has to be destroyed, but it has to be refined, educated, disciplined. But not disciplined because you want to break it and kill it. Disciplined because you want to refine it. It's a process of education. Then Rivka, who is the ultimate symbol of the Biru Nefesh is bringing the Bahamas together, Rivka, as explained earlier, she is the one who could be Megala, the Ein Soif, the Mayan, in the Chavdalat Svarim Da'iraisa, in the Gashmias, which is the definition of all Torah and Mitzvahs, which transforms the world. That's why the Gemara says in Shabbos, Torah couldn't be given to the Malachim. And when Moshe came to get the Torah, the Malachim complained and Hashem said, answer them. The Gemara says in Shabbos, so Moshe said, Do you have a Yetzirah? So what's the problem? So they don't have a Yetzirah, so why can't they have Torah? By them, by the Malachim, there's no Birur. There's no avoid of Birurim, of Klippas Noyah, there's no shells. There's no transformation of darkness to light. Therefore, 
So therefore, they cannot access the anoichi nitzav alein hamai. Asher anoichi mitzav chayon. Which happens dafke through the birur of the nefesh abahamas. The birur of klipas noida. Ba'afal pisha bevadei nimshach giliya lekus l'malachim. Obviously, malachim are filled with godliness and revelation of godliness. Umebchinnis v'nohar yoytze mi'edin l'ashkes asagan. That's the river. The river that goes out of Eden to irrigate the Gan. So the Malachim experienced that river, the Bazexiv, Hayyushavas Baganim, Chaverim, Shema Malachim, Akshivim Lekoilach. The Pazak says in Shehashidim, Hayyushavas Baganim, she who sits in gardens, the friends are listening to your voice. So the Medrash says that the Neshamas in Gan Eden, the Chaverim, all the Malachim come to listen to the voice. In other words, the Malachim can experience the Nahar, that's Yotzim Eden, Lashkasasagam. But in order to access, going into the Maya, not the Nor, going into the Maya, the depth of the depth, to fill up the Kad, to access it and bring it down in the Chavdalot Svarim, this couldn't come to the Malachim. Only below, only here in this world. That's what the Gemara says above Basra. Asidim Tzadikim that the Malachim are going to say to the Tzadikim Kaddish, because they recognize that it's a completely different Gdusha. It's a completely different state. It's a completely different state of reality. So this means in summation that uh, the real Tzchoik, the real Hishachos, the real creativity in life, which is what Yitzchak is, is always through Rivka we explained what creates laughter. Laughter is always created by the unexpected, by that which is not natural. That which is natural and predictable doesn't generate laughter. It's predictable. It's normal. What creates Yitzchak? What creates Tzchak? Tzchak Asali Alekim. There is something that's that's unique. That's what Hischachos means. Real Hischachos, something new. That's what creates all types of Tzchak, all types of Tzchak. As in the expression in Svarim, Tainuk Tmidi, so tzchoik asali alikim. If there was no hester of shem alikim, there was no concealment of shem alikim. The whole concept of klipa wouldn't exist. What would be? Everything would be one, and it wouldn't be a chiddush. That's the natural thing. That's the world of malachim, the world of neshamas, the world of ganeden. Tremendous gilialikus. In this world, you have a hester, you have a concealment. Therefore, if a person lives in those concealments their whole life, actually, that would be natural. That would be normal. That would be predictable. What creates the tzchoik is the power of oivad to work through, to break through the hester, to break through the klippa, to find the light within yourself, to be able to access it. And that creates the tainug ha'elyon, which is going to be which is much deeper than anything in Ganeid. That creates a tainug ha'elyon that's going to be nezgala, tchiyas ha'mesim, the tzchadish p'nei adama, yismach Hashem b'maisov, that could happen only because of the tzchoik, which is the davar chadash, that comes only through asali alikim, tzchoik asali alikim. He works through the shem alikim, the hester, and finds the oil. That's what creates the time of galyon, of Yitzchak, Yitzchak mitzachek. If not, if, if, that, if this type of world wasn't created, there would be no tzchoik, there would be no laughter. Everything would be predictable. So the Yitzchak is Metzachek as Rivka Ishtoi. Rivka, which represents 
the halah, the birur of the klippa, the birur of the nefesh of Bahamas, the bringing it all together, the achdus. This is what allowed Yitzchak to laugh. It gave Yitzchak the tainuk, the pnimius of the tainuk, that we're explaining what Yitzchak is. Tafke comes through the union of Rivka. So, Bameila, what's the maskana here? What's the sikumadavar? In every person, there's the river and there's the wellspring. What's the difference between your river and your wellspring? The river is that which flows. Flows. If you look at yourself, there's always a flow going through you, always. Your thoughts are called rivers. Mayim Rabbim. Machshava, the Balatani says, you never stop thinking. Could you ever stop thinking? All you could do is think about the fact that you stopped thinking. And then think about the fact that you're trying to think about the fact that you're trying to think about the fact that you're not thinking. But you can't shut it off. You could unite it. You can't shut it off. There's a nar, it's like a flow, a flow, a flow of emotions, a flow of experiences. A lot of people are not so aware of that flow. They never notice it. But not because it's not there. It's just they're so used to it. You know, when you grow up in noise, you don't know what it sounds like without noise, right? Those who grew up in Brooklyn before you made your grand escape, right? In the morning, you know, beeping of trucks. You go to Manhattan, the beeping of the trucks. This is life. People who grew up on farms and in fields, it's a whole different mahalach. So sometimes when something is happening so often and frequent, we don't notice it anymore. So the nohar flows, and sometimes it flows with a rage. A person is always experiencing the stimuli that comes into <coughs> us from outside and from inside is aimless shayah. The question is what you notice, what you don't notice. But that's the nohar. That's the nohar of a person. Then there's the mayan of a person. The mayan of a person is that which is subterranean, which is beneath. It's completely underground. In other words, it's not visible. For most people, you don't have access to it. How do you have access to it? You have to dig and dig and dig. Rivka is the type of person who's not afraid. She goes into the Maya. She goes into those places. Some people, I just want to stay with the Nar, I'm fine. How does a person go into that Maya? There's only one way. And that is, they have to be able to confront the clipper. They be able, have to be able to confront all the types of cover-ups that exist. You'll say, no, I want to have access to the Mayan Azoi. doesn't work that way. They're not going to have access to the Mayan. The Malach, a person who's a Malach, he won't have access to the Mayan. He'll have a nice snohar. The access to the Mayan all, can only happen through Rivka. Only Rivka can access Anoichi Asha, Anoichi they remain in the world of the river. They remain They sit and bask in the radiance of Ganeidin with Zivashchin. Which comes out in the Chavdal Who fills up that card? That's only Rivka who confronts who confronts the husks, the shells, the discomforts, the separation, that which blocks and is ready to go into it. Go into the Maya, not to get in the spall, not to get distracted from all the shells and the houses. 
but to know on the contrary that you can elevate it from a place of fragmentation, not to get afraid of the animal soul. Translate Maya. What's your translation of Maya? That's your job. So you do for a living, no? Subconscious. Subconscious. Maybe called the superconscious instead of the subconscious, the superconscious. And even deeper, and even deeper. Anoichi, anoichi, misha anoichi. Nekudos the core, the core comes out dafka through the period of the nefesh abahamas because the whole Torah is what is bringing ein soif into gashmis. The preparation for that is the person who could confront their own klipas noiga, their own nefesh abahamas, their own animal soul, and be mevarid it and be mailit, not be afraid of it, but on the contrary, be megaladel That's the pchin of rifka. Then there could be the Batera, the Ayn of a Tamali Kada, to be able to be Megala, the ultimate, the Ein Soiv, the Mayan that can only come out in this world. This means, in a very practical way, that sometimes a person in life is confronted with things that create a tremendous resistance. What's haste resistance? Resistance means there's a huge shell that's blocking. If I'm resisting something, if I'm afraid of something, what does it mean? I don't want to go there, it's too scary. I don't want to speak about this. I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't want to open up, as they call it, a Pandura box, because all the worms and the Shkotsim and the Ramosim, I already sealed the box a long time ago. I sealed the box. I don't want to go there. Do me a favor. But that's all coming from the fact that we feel we have to amputate. There's no oneness. In other words, you gave up on certain parts of yourself. So you have to close the box, seal it with duct tape, and another layer of duct tape, another layer of them. If you're doing it for 40, 50 years, at this point, there's approximately 1.1, okay. actually, 1.6 billion layers of duct tape. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy, yeah. So there's a washing machine on one shoulder and a washing machine on another shoulder. So I hide. I stay away. I can't look life. I can't stare life in its eyes. Because whenever you'll see, try staring somebody in their eyes, and they're going to look away. Do it in an elevator, Lamar. <laughs> they may even call 911. Yeah, they'll say, or they're going to start a conversation, or they'll right away look at their phones. Why? Because if eyes are vulnerable. Eyes are very, eyes carry the pneumias. You can't look yourself sometimes in the eyes, or you can't look other people. It's very hard to steer life in the eyes because for me, so much of life is closing my eyes, shutting down things. But in the world of Achdos, everything has a tikkun. Everything has its place. You don't have to shut anything down. But if I'm not ready to do that, Rivka was the person who could confront every single layer. And because she could confront every single layer, everything can open up. And when it can open up, the light could shine in. And when the light shines in, then it could come become Rivka, and then everything could come together. And when everything comes together, and a person broke through that klipa and transformed choshech to oil. When the choshech is transformed into oil, they can access the mayan of life. They can access the anoichi of life. They can go into the well and they'll find within themselves their own mayan, which they couldn't access without it. That's the only path to the mayan. Only Rivka can go into the mayan. And Yitzchak knows that the tzchok that comes from that has no parallel to any other tzchayk. That's the only thing that generates real joy, real laughter. Why? Because it's the transformation. It's new, 
It's powerful and it's real. It's everlasting. Can I get can I get which middle is written? I mean just in the in the chart. He doesn't speak which middle. If a character speaks here, Rifka is the person who brings the middles together. Rifka is peering at animals together. He says the Shalash or Arma Chesed Gori Teferis or Chesed Gori Teferis Malchus. Brings two options earlier a little bit. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.